Keep up with the new. Keep up with the important. Keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day, stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current. Good afternoon and welcome to Keeping Up With The Current. I'm Nadia Zah. Great to have your company on 2MFM 92.1 FM Muslim Community Radio. Live stream on 2MFM.org and the 2MFM radio app. Well, after four months of lockdown, reduced physical activity and no competitive sports, kids are finally getting back into the swing of things. Although it's great to see them return to the sports they love, it's important to be mindful of the elevated risk of injuries and discomfort following a return to their normal sporting activities after the lifting of lockdown restrictions. So today, Christine Erskine, the Executive Director of KidSafe New South Wales, will be sharing some important strategies on how our kids can return back into exercise and sport safely after lockdown. I'll be back for that in just a short moment. Welcome back, everyone. So again, with the easing of strict lockdown rules, children have been allowed to go back to doing a lot of the recreational and sporting activities they love and enjoy. But it does come with a warning, though, to parents, carers and coaches to be mindful that there is a risk of injury in returning back to sport and physical activity because of the extended period of time off they had due to lockdown restrictions. So as we head back to community sports and recreational activities, KidSafe New South Wales, in conjunction with the Children's Hospital Institute of Sports Medicine, has put together some recommendations for reducing injury risk following a lengthy period of decreased activity. And Christine Erskine, the Executive Director of KidSafe New South Wales, has joined us now to discuss this on 2MFM. Christine, great to have you on again. My pleasure, Nadia. Thank you. So it's reported that each year in Australia, 68,000 children are hospitalised annually as a result of a preventable injury. Now, COVID-19 has the potential to make this figure higher. So why do we see a lot of school-aged children develop new aches, pains and injuries as a result of returning to sport after lockdown? Well, it showed up last year, so both in, uh, particularly in New South Wales and Victoria, where we had extended periods of lockdown and where children were, you know, doing their, their schooling from home and they were on a lot of devices. We weren't allowed out, couldn't go to playgrounds or parks. 
And it's just a normal thing that if you're spending more time sitting down and not out about playing, then, you know, your body isn't in as good a condition as it was uh, when you were playing or when you were involved in sport. And so what the doctors reported was that children, you know, very excitedly started back um, in sport and various activities, competitions, they dived straight in. And as a result, they were seeing uh, you know, tish, soft tissue injury uh, as well as broken bones because they hadn't been doing this sort of thing for a, for a few months. And so that warning came out last lockdown. And so we thought that we'd just alert people this time. And now that we're allowed back out, so that people are aware that this can happen and they can put in place uh, a whole range of strategies so that your children um, sort of do bounce back, but they don't bounce onto the ground or bounce into a tree. Mm. You know, they are actually, uh, you know, good enough to keep going and they can actually, um, their muscles are in good shape and their stamina is in good shape. Uh, and so they'll enjoy going back to those activities. Mm. So, you know, combining the lack of sport during lockdown and general physical activity, of course, as you said, with many hours of online learning, you know, there there are concerns that the return to sport can come as a bit of a shock to the system. But what sets children apart from adults? Why is it that, you know, particularly with children, they need to ease into physical activity and sporting? Um, And so when you say they need to ease into it, what are we referring to? Well, I think um, it's very, very unusual for children to be, have to sit still for this long. It's very unusual. So therefore their bodies have got... um, They've just lost fitness. They've lost uh, stamina. Mm. Um, their muscles aren't, you know, as attuned as they what what were once. Now, it, an adult knows to take it easy, but children, the minute you open that gate, they're off and running. And so we just need to pair it back a bit so that they don't race off, potentially run around that field, you know, dive off with that soccer ball um, without actually watching how they're warming up. Um, and how they're developing their skills again. Mm. Um, that's that's the difference between adults and children. Adults would pace themselves. Children would just go. They would just, you know, get so excited, they would just go. We just need to make sure that they go steadily and they just, you know, they are um, they are warmed up, they do stretch, um, and their, their progress is monitored. Mm. So what kind of injuries are we likely to see as a result of rushing into physical competitive sports and activities post-lockdown? So what the, uh, the doctors were reporting was, um, you know, twisted ankles, twisted knees, um, unfortunately a few broken bones, you know, broken leg, um, arms, that sort of thing. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of soft injury, soft tissue injuries, so twisted ankles and knees, which means, you know, that really hurts. And also they're out of action again for a few more weeks. So they're the main thing. Some broken bones, but a lot of um, soft tissue injury and um, Mm. tearing of muscles and tendons, yep. So what can the community do to reduce injuries in children who have come out of lockdown? So I think, um, I know that in chatting with you before, you talked about um, making sure that they're confident in what they do Mm. um, and they, uh, you know, that they... They can be fearful that they've forgotten how to do things. They can, they've forgotten how to swim, for example, uh, or they've forgotten the rules of the game. So talk to them about uh, understanding a game, what the rules are, getting confident, reassuring them 
that, you know, they will be able to, you know, run as fast as they used to. But then we need to give them some exercises. And there are a few clips on, on YouTube um, that show you how to start doing ball skills again, how to start, you know, throwing a, um, basketball hoops again, how to start stretching and warming up, those sorts of things. So make it like a family affair, you know, we're all getting ready to go back out on the park. So as a family affair, we can all start sort of stretching and bending and, and warming up. That might be a good idea. Mm. I mean, the good news is that the majority of coaches or trainers are pretty cautious and they're in tune with what's going on and they are quite aware about the fact that young children coming out of lockdown won't be at their usual level of fitness and preparation. So they would perhaps encourage them to tone down their training and playing intensity. Um, I mean, during the online learning period, my son did have a a class where they were doing physical activity, they were doing stretches and and all sorts of activities and things like that. But the intensity of it uh, is not as strong as you would see at, you know, competitive sports or things like that. But I was discussing with you um, about swimming and the issue of returning to swimming after lockdown and what it meant for my child. You know, he was swimming in the pool and he was getting, I guess, further away from the shallow end. And he started to panic, although he could still yeah. stand in the water, but he panicked. And yeah. I did mention to the lifeguard that, you know, this is his first day back and he lost that confidence that he had before lockdown. So, that was an indication to me exactly the kind of message that, you know, Kids Safe New South Wales is trying to relay to, to parents, you know, to be careful, to ease them into it, to, to give them that confidence back. That's a really good example, Nadia, because, you know, children, you know, they can look all happy and, and, and uh, ready to be involved. But as you say, just take one second where they think, oh, hang on a minute. I can't touch the ground anymore, mm. or I've forgotten how to get to the side. Exactly. You know, that, and that that thought in their head can, as you say, exactly as you said, create a panic, and therefore they don't respond in a in a in a systematic way like they normally would do when they're full of confidence. So mm. I think that's a really good example. That's right. And I think your example about the coaches too. Yes, um, you know, there's a lot of information out there now for coaches uh, to be aware. So I think when you in partnership with your coach or in partnership with your teacher um, or your gym instructor or whatever, that partnership and, and parents understanding too and just also, you know, monitoring their children and saying to their children, it's okay, you know, just have fun, you'll get better at this, you know, everybody's in the same boat. I think that reassurance and that partnership means that then we'll have children, you know, content, um, confident and ready for fun. Mm, exactly, because the four-month period, it wasn't a short time. It was, you know, a long, lengthy period of time for children, especially since they grow at a, you know, incredibly rapid pace. Every month, from month to month, they are actually growing and you need to adapt to those changes. But because we had a huge halt, uh, you know, in our lifestyle changes, I think it's important to, to ease into things, not just with sports and physical activity, but with everything else that we do, even socially, it really is important for, for you to ease into that with your children as well. Well, and again, a really good point because um, clothing, you know, has shrunk 
or they've grown them, the clothing is shrunk, <laughs> but shoes, so if they're going to go out and play, mm. their shoes don't fit anymore. <laughs> and I think over the weekend, everybody was trying on the, you know, the last couple of weeks, yeah. they've been trying on the I was one of those people, shoes. actually. <laughs> it was suggested to me to actually try on the shoes because... You know, they could have grown incredibly mm-hmm. um, during that period, especially because they were snacking on things and they were eating a lot more, you know. And I was like, oh, really? Like, okay, I'll give it a go. And thankfully they do fit because they are quite expensive. <laughs> you don't want to pay for another pair of shoes for just, you know, five weeks of schooling. <laughs> exactly. The other thing would be just to keep shoes just to get you through if they, if they really outgrown <laughs> those shoes. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll get your child to sacrifice for that period. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like you said, it's important to, to be mindful of the kind of impact it would have on, you know, their health and safety as well. Now, yeah. Christine, tell us about the programs that Kids Safe are working on to help improve children's flexibility, fitness and strength so that they can enjoy sport and physical activity pain-free and with confidence. So if you go onto uh, the KidSafe website, which is uh, www.kidsafensw.org, you'll see that there's some 10 tips up there that the Children's Hospital have given us um, to promote um, that improvement and that gradual uh, reconditioning back to, uh, you know, maximum fitness um, that's helpful and there's also some uh, YouTube clips on there so um, just uh, physiotherapists have sort of given us a whole range of clips um, about how to you know understand where children are at at the moment and how to gradually uh, move them back into shape so there's ones for sport um, there's ones for just general fitness and we think well everybody loves YouTube clips so, you, mm. know, you can sit together as a family and watch them so um, you know they're, they're they're a means by which we can get that message out and just uh, provide some awareness uh, to families. Mm. That's our main aim. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, it is New South Wales Kids Safe Day. What message would you like to give to members of the community on this day? Uh, it's Our main message, as always, is to prevent unintentional accidents and injuries. So the idea is to keep children you know, out of hospital, um, encourage them to have fun, encourage them to develop their skills and so that they um, do have a great kids safe day um, and they do enjoy gradually getting back into all those fun activities um, that they, they just are so dearly love and have absolutely missed um, with the aim of not ending up uh, in an emergency ward. Sounds great. Christine, I'd like to thank you for your time, for the time that you offered today to help spread this important safety message. Thank you, Nadia. It's a pleasure and I really always enjoy having a chat with you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much, Christine. دمعي في أحداقي وموناي موناي موناي طاها رؤيا أراها الغاب شراها حسن الختام طاها يا غالي زادت أحمالي 
back to Keeping Up With The Current on 92.1 FM Muslim Community Radio live stream on 2MFM.org and the 2MFM radio app on iOS and Android. Well, there you have it. Important advice issued by the Executive Director of KidSafe New South Wales, Christine Erskine, as kids ease back into sports and physical exercise. I'll just quickly read out to you the latest media release issued by KidSafe New South Wales. It says, lockdown is over. Children are going back to school, but health professionals are warning that Aussie children are not out of the woods yet. Each year in Australia, 68,000 children are hospitalised annually as as a result of preventable injury. COVID-19 has the potential to make this figure higher. Christine Erskine, Executive Officer of KidSafe New South Wales, says, I hear people saying, don't worry, kids bounce, when we have a discussion about strategies for reintroducing children to sport post-lockdown. The fact of the matter is that children shouldn't have to bounce and they don't always. They can get hurt. She goes on to say that lockdown isn't something that children usually do. They are constantly active and moving, be it at school, in the backyard or at sport. Lockdown in New South Wales saw most children confined to their house for homeschooling for 15 weeks. Yes, families went on walks and picnics, but it was a much more sedentary lifestyle compared to what they would have experienced pre-lockdown. As a result, they have deconditioned their fitness, flexibility and stamina has dropped. 
According to Andrew Fife, exercise physiologist from the Children's Hospital Institute of Sports Medicine, we saw an increase in soft tissue injuries and even broken bones in New South Wales post the 2020 lockdown. It was shorter than what we just experienced, so we are anticipating that there will be a spike in similar injuries in the coming weeks. End quote. KidSafe New South Wales is urging parents, carers and coaches to be aware that children need to be encouraged to recondition before they get back into competitive sport and physical activity. To help with this, KidSafe New South Wales is working with a number of partners to provide free and easy access resources that will provide four to six week programs designed specifically to improve children's flexibility, fitness and strength so they can enjoy sport and physical activity pain-free and with confidence. The patron of KidSafe New South Wales, Her Excellency the Honourable Margaret Beasley, ACQC Governor of New South Wales, says the benefits of play, sport and spending time with peers are so important to children's mental and physical development. The 123 Go campaign provides advice from health and sports experts to ensure that children bounce back quickly from lockdown with a safe, strategic and balanced approach to reintroducing children to all forms of physical activity, end quote. To access these free resources, check the KidSafe New South Wales Facebook page or their website www.kidsafenewsouthwales.org. Well, there's been some good news. More parents across New South Wales will be able to access $100 vouchers to pay for swimming lessons for their children. Premier Dominique Perrottet on Monday announced the program, which was first announced in this year's budget, would be extended. So essentially from November 1, families with preschool and kindergarten-aged children will be able to redeem $100 to put towards swimming classes. Previously, the program had only been for preschool-aged children, but due to the months lost while pools were closed in lockdown, Perrottet said the program would be expanded. He said the total cost of the program would now be $54 million over two years. But he emphasised that the expansion was timely, given summer was around the corner. Perrottet did say parents and organisations will be able to register for the vouchers on November 1 to be redeemed from the start of December. It comes after a $250 voucher for households with school-aged children was announced. Perrottet made the announcement as part of a $2.8 billion economic recovery strategy to help repair the $50 billion hole left by the state's lengthy pandemic lockdown last Friday. 
in an expansion of the state's voucher incentives, $250 per household will be provided to parents of school-aged children to spend on accommodation. They will be redeemable through Service New South Wales in early 2022. That will come on top of the $50 stay and rediscover accommodation vouchers for every adult in the state announced on Wednesday and the two extra $25 dine and discover vouchers already promised. Social media giants will face fines of up to $10 million for serious privacy breaches under reforms proposed by the Australian government. Find out next how the new laws will be enforced. And welcome back to Keeping Up with the Current on 92.1 FM Muslim Community Radio, live stream on 2MFM.org and the 2MFM radio app on iOS and Android. Keep up with the new, keep up with the important, keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day, stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current. You know, it goes without saying that a lot of us relied so much on the internet during the lockdown period. We had online learning, working from home, social media to keep us connected with family and friends. The internet also helped us stay up to date with the latest news surrounding COVID. But there was a downside to it, an influx of misinformation, many scams and cyberbullying. And for many years, governments have been trying hard to control social media giants to try and restrict what they do 
and to, you know, restrict the information they use, minimising harmful content. Well, the Australian government has recently announced new privacy legislation to protect Australians online, particularly young people. David Coleman, Assistant Minister to the Prime Minister for Mental Health, is working on this legislation alongside the Attorney-General, focusing on the mental health impacts of social media. So there's some big changes in this legislation that will go a long way to protecting kids and addressing those mental health issues that have taken us by storm. So essentially what's going to happen is later down the track in the future, social media companies will have uh, a duty when using kids' data to act in their best interest. According to Mr Coleman, if a social media company was using its algorithm to promote content about extreme dieting or eating disorders, self-harm or a range of other things, that would attract very significant penalties of up to 10% of uh, the social media company total Australian revenue. So uh, the fines will be very substantial in order for social media companies to take this matter seriously. The other thing is that under new draft legislation, under-16s will need parental approval to set up an account. So if the parent allows their child who is under 16 years of age to set up an account, that's fine, but the child will need that consent and the social media companies will have to take every reasonable step to make sure they get that consent. And again, if they don't comply, they will be hit with serious penalties of up to 10% of their revenue. And we know Australia has uh, proactively regulated social media companies uh, with respect to cyberbullying, um, you know, extremist material and revenue sharing with traditional media publishers. Australia will revamp uh, its defamation laws to deal with online defamation after a high court decision that administrators of social media pages are liable for comments on their posts even before they are aware of the comments. So social media giants are facing that renewed pressure to protect children online uh, with the federal government considering new laws that require parental permission to sign up. So they have released the draft legislation, the federal government. Um, They have also released an online privacy code that would compel, as I said, social media companies to verify a user's age and obtain parental consent for those aged under 16.
And that's it for Keeping Up With The Current today. I'm Nadia Zah. Thank you so much for your company. I'll catch you another time. Take care. Keep up with the new. Keep up with the important. Keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day. Stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current.